Hello there, everybody. Will Ainsworth here, the Head of Growth and Training at Open Negotiation. Today, super excited about this podcast. I'm, I have the pleasure of interviewing good friend uh, and colleague uh, today, Leanne Pilkington, CEO of Lang & Simmons, among uh, many other titles, which I'm going to just go through now just to make you feel good about yourself. Sure. Here we go. President of the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales, board member of the REIE of Australia, probably one of her most uh, uh, rewarding titles, co-founder of Real Women in Real Estate. I've got to stop there because you're making me feel inferior and a bit <laughs> nervous, Elian. Welcome to today's podcast. Oh, lovely to catch up again, Will. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Now, we've done a few of these in the past. So, yeah. uh if I want to return the favour, I have done one with Leanne. Um, I'm not sure where it's advertised or what it's called, but how do people find that one, Leanne? Uh, Courageous Conversations. It's on rwire.com.au slash podcasts. Beautiful. I'll do Tim Ferriss. It'll be in the show notes after this podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so um, you are a CEO, a board member of multiple major uh, institutions, a, a founding partner of a global networking group. Did you on earth ever set out to wear so many hats? No, but I do get bored really easily um, and I do need to learn to say no more often. But, yeah, it was certainly I never saw myself here. Um, I, I really didn't and it was not intentional. It's just something that's evolved over time and I do have a habit of saying yes, in particular when things um, scare me a little bit. I am one to go, yeah, you know what, let's give it a crack. Was that Richard Branson I saw and I won't quote it, but it was uh, if a good uh, opportunity is put in front of you, say yes and then work it out later? Was that yeah, the- that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Build the yeah. plane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Now, probably a pretty obvious question, but sometimes not always an obvious answer. Do you enjoy it all? I love it. I absolutely love it. And people, particularly at the moment, because I am... Um, incredibly busy. We've only just recently bought the Lang & Simmons brand. I am on the road with the REI. Um, I've got speaking uh, um, opportunities with a few different brands. So I am just literally running around like a mad thing at the moment and people keep on saying to me, how do you do it? I'm exhausted watching you. And it's like, you know what? I love it. It energises me being so busy. So do you think that is fundamentally what it is? You you enjoy it so much, you do get energised, so therefore it's not a tiring place. Exactly. Yep, that's exactly what it is. But like everyone, everyone, um, you know, we're not machines and we are human beings. We go up and down with our energy levels. Do you have flat days? Uh, yeah, absolutely. There, there's, um, I often have to give myself what I call an attitude readjustment. Yeah. Um, you know, give yourself an uppercut, Leanne. Um, <laughs> there's been times, particularly with purchasing the business, um, you know, I'm 58 years old. I've been in real estate for 40 years, uh, 25 years at Lang & Simmons. So why on earth did I make that decision now, right? Mm. Absolutely crazy. And I second-guessed myself. I caused myself a lot of anxiety, literally anxiety and sleepless nights um, over not just the purchase but then fear of failure. It's like, you know, what if, what if I don't succeed? And I, I did have a lot of um, anxiety about it. Um, until I just went, you know what, you can, you can do this. The vision's mine, the, the passion's mine. Of course I can do it, so just get on with it and stop procrastinating and, yeah. So, but, yeah, certainly had a lot of sleepless nights uh, not that do long you, ago. Do you think a lot of the energy you derive is through fear of failure and wanting to oh, not necessarily sort of make the naysayers wrong but to you want to succeed so well that you've got some high energy behind it? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I hopefully there aren't too many naysayers. I've had there's a couple of you know there's a couple of people that are sort of you know oh yeah let's see how she goes kind of thing. But the majority um, of people I have to say are overwhelmingly supportive um, of my ability to deliver and the vision that that I have for the business moving forward. Um, I don't know if I feel the need to prove people wrong. I think I want to prove people right. To really Does that make answer. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and I've sensed that in you, knowing you for a few years now. Um, you don't have that sort of personality where you're out there to, uh, as you said, prove people wrong. It's to try and lead um, and lead yeah. um, in the right way. Yeah, absolutely. So just changing tact a little bit, uh, sure. speaking of individual real estate agents, which you've dealt with a lot of them over the years, um, how has the average real estate agent had to adapt to the growing demands of clients i mean as an ex-real estate agent myself there is such a big role in just selling a piece of real estate now that there was yep. 10 15 years ago yep. we're selling more houses than ever in a shorter sp space of time for more money how are agents dealing with all of that some of them better than others <laughs> um, to be honest it, yeah the, the industry has changed massively um particularly i think probably the last five years it's changed more than it has in the the, the 35 years before that yeah. and uh clients expectations are a massive part of that technology of course is a massive massive part of that as well and i don't for a minute believe that real estate agents are going to be superseded by technology mm. but i do believe that the agents that um adopt technology in a smart way will will definitely supersede the agents that don't yeah um covid's been good for that i had cannot believe that we, you know i had people saying to me during covid these qr codes lee these are a really good idea aren't they it's like oh man like they've been around for so long right yeah. um and um zoom i just i cannot tell you how much i love zoom yeah. um so there's been lots of uh and Monday, do you use Monday.com? No, should I? It's well, I um, I use it to manage my team and all of the different projects that we're using, uh, that we're sort of doing all at the same time. And so we're all still working remotely, and so we just jump onto. We've all got different Monday boards, and so we just it's like a project management tool that I really like. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, agents, um, it's a much tougher gig than it used to be, and it's a much tougher gig than most people actually realize yeah yeah so, i mean yeah, said, having it. having been one myself and dealt with a lot of agents over the years the the outsider looking in does still have that idea of you know nice cars suits and coffees with people and yep they don't see the probably 98 percent of stuff you've done to get what they perceive you to have um, yeah and absolutely it's, it's just the grind and i genuinely be, believe the people that work harder and for longer are the ones that succeed there's like everything in life there's the outliers that just naturally are born to it but the yep. average person just has to work their butts off yeah absolutely it's a lot of hard work it's a lot of consistent work a lot of it's not very interesting yeah um and it can be massively massively stressful um, I knew I was an agent a uh, very long time ago now, but I knew it was time for me to look for a different uh, direction when I was at an open house and the lady said, dear, what do you think is behind the wallpaper? And I said, I'm tipping there's a wall. And so that's when I thought, no, no longer have the tolerance for the, for the, the questions. It's probably time to get a new job. That was the same with me when people were saying, so why are the owners selling? Uh, because they are. <laughs> I, they want to move. They want to. <laughs> Does it really bloody matter? 
Um, they've exactly. read in a book somewhere. That's you know, that's you've got to find out the motivation of the owner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's actually it's because the neighbours are a nightmare. That's yeah, why they're yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, there's an Indian Indian burial ground underneath. The <laughs> um, now we you use the word technology a little while ago, and yeah. um, it is a it's a binary word where people when you say technology, you'll see some agents will just bolt in the other direction, and others will look <laughs> and go, "Oh, what can we embrace today to make sure yeah. our our job is better and easier for for everyone involved." Sure. What's your thought on technology into the future? And well, even now we are in the future as, as we speak. So what do you think about technology? Oh, I think we're, I just, like I said before, I think COVID was great for us. I mean, DocuSign, why on earth weren't we using DocuSign before? Yeah. Um, just that signing on glass uh, technology, we use um, the Realtor suite of products um, at, at Lang and Simmons and it just, you know, that's just what people expect now. Yep. And there is so many ways to personalise communication um, in a mass, like mass personalisation. It doesn't even make sense, right? But yep. you need to actually be using the technology so you can keep up with the volume of communication but personalise it the way that the consumers need it to be. I mean, I don't want to, you know, if I'm looking to buy a two-bedroom apartment in the CBD, I don't need to see three-bedroom houses in the western suburbs i mean that just the 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 fact that that stuff still is happening yeah is crazy it is and you look at the other industries the ubers and all that of the world they've made people so impatient people want something two minutes from now i know it's terrible i won't name them but a mate of mine moved to byron bay uh, from elsewhere into into the real estate industry and he was getting contracts out to people the same day and they were blown away because the other agents in the area were like two days. I know exactly days. who you're referring to. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. So, uh, and he's actually just taken the Byron Bay by storm because he was just on top yep. of things. Yep. And it wasn't even, funnily enough, it wasn't even technology. He just, he just had a, a way to service. servicing people. Uh, that's what our job is. So when someone yep. can pick an Uber up in two minutes, they don't want a contract in two days. Yep, that's exactly right. Um, where do you think, you know, obviously it goes without saying, the last 18 months there's been huge changes in our industry for obvious reasons and, and sure. just life in general. Where do you see three to five years down the track? What's our industry look like? What a great question. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think um, I certainly think that we are going to be providing more services to our um, our consumers, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, there are some agents already doing this stuff really, really well, like, you know, helping with the renovation. I know an agent who actually earns more on his renovation business than he does selling real estate, and that's not because he's not a very good real estate agent. Yeah. It's just like there, there's so much that you can do. People struggle to get tradespeople, yet we've got tradespeople that are vying for our work all the time. So why not share that information with the with the locals? I just think we need to be more part of our local community and um, and enter lots of different areas of people's um, spending yeah, to well, help them make things easy, to help make it easier for them and, and drive more profit for us. Yeah, that's right. I mean, how many subsidiaries are there off the transaction of real estate? There's oh, so, so many. many. So many. And yeah. yes, I don't think you can be an expert in all of them, but you can no. certainly bolt on those to your own business and make it a one-stop shop for clients. And I think, like yep. you said, eventually that's what's going to happen. Yep. If people will go to you for the entire transaction as opposed to just that middle part, which is clearly very important, but not all of it. Yeah. 
Um, and I was at a conference um, in the US a couple of years ago, in the good old days when I was allowed to do that, um, and they were talking about the fact that they believe that the future of the real estate transaction is that, that you probably, there won't be a fee for the real estate transaction itself. The fees will come from all of the ancillary transactions. Now, I don't know whether that's true or not, mm-hmm. uh, but it's interesting to see that's where the thinking is going. Yeah, that is very uh, interesting. Now, in the position that you are in, I mentioned three to five years' time. You said that's a really good question. Is that probably because part of your role is not necessarily to worry about that because then you take your eye off what's happening today and tomorrow and the next day. Is that what you're sort of getting at? Do you do you focus more on the now rather than something you can't necessarily control down Yeah, there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nobody could have predicted what has happened in the last couple of years. I mean, certainly... I remember when technology was coming out and everybody was saying, oh, that real estate agents are going to be obsolete. And so, you know, fast forward two or three years, it's like actually couldn't be further from the truth. So the way we think these things are going to roll out are not necessarily the way that they do roll out. So, yes, have an eye on the future, have an eye on on what might be happening, but focus on, on just making progress today and just keep on developing and building and moving forward. Yeah. And that's like you mentioned before, and it's not what you said, but basically get excited about the boring stuff because that's probably what others won't do and that's what will get you ahead of the game. Yeah, so that's very true. I don't Um, know how excited I can get about the boring stuff, but I'll give it a a crack. Kind of what I teach and I get excited about it when people hear me say the word database, they're like, oh, next. Here he goes again. Yeah, I know. Um, Now, something that I know is um, sort of very close to you and something that is true to your heart is across the country, our industry lacks an immense amount of diversity in particularly senior positions. Yeah. How, as an industry, can we change this and provide like aspiring agents with the hope of an equal future? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's such an interesting and complicated question and answer. Um, I think that women in general, we have a different, um, a different definition of success in many cases, and I'm generalising, okay? Yes. There are some women, certainly when I was selling real estate, there weren't any other women around, and I played um, and I prided myself of being one of the boys. I would go out with the boys, I would drink with the boys, I would be one of the boys. And now I'm not necessarily advocating that that's a good thing to do, Mm. but that was the way that I played it 40 years ago when I first got into the industry because otherwise I was just a pretty little thing. You know, I I really had to, yeah, I did what I thought I needed to do um, to get ahead. But now women don't really, in general, don't really want to play by the rules that um, are set by the blokes. And so... When we see men up on stage talking about their, you know, how many hundreds and hundreds of transactions they've done and how much GCI and their, you know, fast cars and their shiny shoes and no socks, <laughs> we, we, that's not, we aspire, like success for women is more likely to be doing work we love with people we love with the flexibility that we need to do other things that we also love. And so it's not just about the numbers um, and it's not just a transaction. I've I've spoken to a number of very successful women that are multi-million dollar writers that go, you know what, Leanne, I don't even know what my numbers are. And I'm like, how can that be? Like you are an award-winning agent doing massive GCI. Don't focus on the numbers. I focus on the relationship. I focus on my community. I focus on doing a really good job. And so they're very different conversations often. 
Um, and we need to accept that. Yeah, we do. Um, it sort of brings up a small bit of pain for me because back in the day when I was selling, there was a female agent in my area and I could not beat her for the life of me. And that probably goes to what you're saying is that I was trying so hard to, yeah. to win the business. She was just trying to connect with people and enjoy life. Yeah. And uh, it just, yeah, just I couldn't beat her. And I, that was my Achilles heel. Yeah. It's so, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, and now I wish her all the very best of luck. <laughs> exactly. Then I, I hope she's still doing well. <laughs> I, I, I've got no doubt she is. Um, now, I ask all of uh, uh, my interviewees uh, rapid-fire questions. So one oh, word dear. answers. All right. Oh, one. Okay. One word. Your favourite phone app, and it can be TikTok if you really want it to be. Insta. Instagram. Perfect. Cold or warm Milo? Don't drink it. Good. Are you a bookworm or a podcaster? Both. Good answer. Righto, they're done. Well done. <laughs> now, Lang and Simmons, obviously you have been uh, with the group for a, a number of years now and now you are heading up Lang and Simmons. So it's been a huge monumental effort for you and the team. And we spoke off air a while ago about your team. And um, as far as punching above your numbers, you guys do a phenomenal job um, behind the scenes. It appears as though you have a massive corporate structure there but in actual fact uh you tell me if you if you wouldn't mind our listeners hearing how's the sort of set up there um yeah we um i've got myself um my operations manager jackie jones um i've got a, a growth a head of growth um harriet saunders and i've just employed a head of marketing to replace um an outgoing social media person and then I've got an offshore resource who turns her hand to just about anything, uh, everything, and then everything else is um, contracted. So I've got, you know, PR consultants, I've got um, a, an accountant, that kind of thing. But that that is our core team. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, we're busy, um, but um, as um, as we like to say, girls get shit done. <laughs> well said. So what does and I'm sure it varies from day to day, but what would the average day of uh, Leanne Pilkington look like? There is no average day. Um, there literally is no average day. For t today, for example, I was at my Pennant Hills office to go to, um, they did a, a big morning tea for um, cancer. And then I came home and I'm on, I was on a board meeting, an REI board meeting. Now I'm talking to you and I've got a four o'clock um, meeting with, um, Regarding my own podcast, I've got some exciting news to share very soon about that. Good. Um, I am on the road with the REI, so that means I'm on stage for um, an hour in the morning dealing with emails and phone calls and then I'm on stage again in an hour in the afternoon. So, yeah, I just have I've got the most diverse role. And because Lang & Simmons is only small, we've only got 43 officers, we are only in New South Wales at the moment, I get to do a little bit of everything. So yeah. sometimes I'll be... You know, I, I chair the board meetings, uh, directors' meetings for some of our offices. Um, so I travel around and, and do that. I get involved in conferences and, uh, yeah, you name it, I I, um, I get involved in it. Well, you and I were both in Canberra last week uh, and yeah. we are at the same conference for different reasons and we ran into yep. each other and there you go. And the next week we're podcasting together. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now... I know your answer is going to be no other industry, but you must answer this one. If you could work in any other job slash industry, what would it be? Um, probably magazines. Okay. Can you elaborate? Yeah, I um, I just, I, 
I love magazines. I love immersing myself in the variety of stories and the the stories um, of different women succeeding or their challenges in other parts of the world and and I find that absolutely fascinating Mm -hmm. Um, and I love fashion and um, yeah so that's probably why. I know everyone's listening to this but if you want to jump on and see some seriously good clothing. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a dress that matches this jacket. (laughs) It's very special. (laughs) I've never seen you in the same clothes and I've also always spotted you from the other end of the room because you do stand out with your the color of clothing but it's it's what you what you what you're known for it's brilliant absolutely I don't feel like myself when I'm wearing black so I do like to um I do like to wear um bright colors and there's one of my friends that that um at conferences it's like oh yeah there's Leanne in her bright red first day of conference dress it's like oh I didn't realize I do that every first day of conference but it seems I do well there you go see you're even famous for something you don't know um now I know you mentioned magazines but um yep if you had Let's say you had a day spare where someone said, I'm going to jump in your shoes and do your job for you. What would yep. you do? Uh, I would read a book out in the sun, hopefully. Um, yeah, that is why um, that is just bliss to me. That's exactly what I do on holidays. Yep. Lie by the pool and read a book. Love fiction it. or non-fiction? If I'm on holidays, um, fiction. Yeah. Um, and if I am, I've always got a couple of, um, a couple of different books going at the same time, but um, certainly nonfiction. It's I, I listened to a podcast um, a, a while back and they were talking about the fact that not everybody can meditate, but for some people reading a book is like meditation because it's taking your mind off what's going on right now. And that almost gave me permission to start reading again, to mm. be honest. So I will get up. Um, sometimes I'm up very early, like four o'clock in the morning, um, and I will uh, just think, okay, I just need to relax for half an hour. So I'll, I'll just read a book for half an hour at yeah. that ungodly hour of the morning. Um, so, yeah, I love it. But I do, you know, I've got, obviously, I've just read the Scaling Up book because we just did that Scaling Up workshop, um, reading um, Sex Lives and um, Question Time by Kate Ellis at the moment. So I'm sort of halfway through a few books. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've te- I tend to have eight to ten books sort of all yeah. read on my bedside table as well. Yeah, I'm glad um, it's not just me. Yeah, no, no, I think it's most people, <laughs> um, particularly people that sort of, uh, like you said at the start of the podcast, is you're always wanting more. So you see another yeah. book, you're like, oh, give me that one, and yeah. you can never be satisfied. Um, exactly. <laughs> a question I do ask all my guests at the very end is, what is your one tip? I mean, we are called the Better Agent Series for a reason. What is your one tip that you could give our agents that are listening to this uh, to be the better, the best agent they can be. Oh boy, that's a really, it's a really good question. Actually, you know what? I think real estate agents should ha- should be forced to buy and sell a property for themselves or somebody very close to them um, every five or six years because I think people forget the massive amount of stress involved in both buying and selling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it um, it gives you, it makes you more um, empathetic i think to the to the stresses it absolutely does um, yeah. i just went through the buying process and missed out myself for about four weeks ago can't i can't sleep but it's one of those things i feel i'm just annoyed about it every night just yeah it's just on my mind and i should i have paid more shouldn't i have and as agents we move on from one side of the next and just re- and leave it behind yep. because we've been all this pressure about kpis and sales and this that we forget what we got into it in the first place and 
I didn't get into it for money, and I'm sure you no. didn't either. Um, it was a job. Well, my dad forced me, but that's the same. So did mine. <laughs> but then very quickly I worked out, gee, people actually really want my help. Yeah. Um, and if I come from it with that angle, then everything will look after itself. Yeah, absolutely. And we do, because it's something that we do, you know, every single day in some people's cases, we do forget uh, really quickly how um, how massively stressful it is. So, yeah. It is. Leanne Pilkington, we do chat a bit, but today's been one of the better ones. So thank you so much for joining us on the Better Agent series and uh, look forward to speaking to you another day.